See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Deep Blue Sea on Max. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to Cedar Screw It. My name's TJ Davis. He, him, pronouns alongside. I am Emily Schick, and my pronouns are she and her. I'm Dan Murphy, and my pronouns are he and him. Dan, lean into your mic a little bit, because oh, when sorry. you're that far away, I can hardly hear you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, is this is this better? Yeah, no, it's way better. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, all right, and on this episode, we are doing... Oh, man, I didn't even think of, like, a good fucking dumb name for this subseries but we're doing a shark week episode because it's shark week god damn it so we're doing a shark movie and of course the obvious one is jaws to do so of course we're doing deep blue sea yeah because like you know it's clearly just as good (laughs) oh man i just i love that like tom jane is actively scared of sharks because of jaws so that's why like there's a shot in this that's the last shot that was filmed because he was so terrified and if anything went wrong then they wouldn't have their lead (laughs) the 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 one where he's swimming with a shark (laughs) oh okay swimming with an actual shark yeah (laughs) neat yeah like there's honestly like for uh well it says like 60 to 80 million 82 million i think is uh the projection and like there's a lot of quality in this movie surprisingly oh i mean the animatronics are really good yeah no the the shark that they built for that scene that it's like you know on the dry lab like that animatronic is pretty solid i mean it's the shit that they don't make anymore i mean the cgi has dated horribly but yes. like it's <laughs> oh know, yeah but that's kind of to be expected um and honestly for I mean, even what it fucking, is it's not that bad even jurassic park and like jurassic park i think is a good one to uh compare this to is like you know a lot of the animatronics look great a decent amount of the cgi looks kind of shitty um at least in a few Jurassic- scenes no, I mean, it's really just the Gallimimus scene where it looks really bad. Um, there's some other scenes, but I mean, for the most part, um, with the exception of the Gallimimus scene and the ending, most of it was shot with the expectation the CGI might look so bad that they need to cut around it. So they used it sparingly enough. It doesn't look awful in that film. So, uh, so Spielberg pulling a Spielberg, huh? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they also did have like animatronics and puppets of all of almost all their dinosaurs. So they had really good references as well as, you know, using practical effects, which I mean, I'm, I still haven't seen the new Indiana Jones movie. So maybe this practical effects look awful in that. And that's one of the reasons why that's bombing. But, you know, I, I, wish <laughs> I, they did I think it's got other reasons more. why it's bombing. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> But like, I love the hell out of Indiana Jones. I've got a tattoo that is inspired from Indiana Jones. Like that that's how much I love Indiana Jones, or at least the first in the third movie. Yep. Let's but be I, let's I, be I real here. There are two good Indiana Jones movies. And everyone yep. wants like, to pretend there's more and there aren't. But no, like there even aren't. I wasn't running to the cinema to go see Dial of Destiny. I want to. Probably not we'll in the theaters, but I'll, I'll see it yeah. when it comes on to Disney Plus in like three and a half months. Yeah, yeah but but tr- I was going to say, didn't Crystal, Crystal Skull teach you to lower your expectations? Hey, man, uh, the first time I saw Crystal Skull, I was fucking hammered by the time it was like, it's aliens. So I had a good time, at least the first time watching it. I mean, <laughs> I think I was there and I think you were obnoxious. And uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> you were just wrong. Yeah, no, I didn't love Crystal Skull, but I mean, it's weird because like the things I hate about Crystal Skull are not the things other people hate about Crystal Skull. Like the nuke the fridge scene doesn't bother me as much as other people. Oh, and the aliens reveal doesn't bother me as much because that was the transition of serials at the time. Like they transitioned away from Western adventures to sci-fi. Um, so that transition seems natural um, and kind of weird meta commentary. But ultimately, it's just sort of like the biggest problem I have with that film is that Karen Allen like forgot how to act or just change the character so wildly that like marion's unrecognizable and really not yeah. good um that, that was like, like 
probably the biggest disappointment for me too. Yeah. It, like yeah. she, like clearly, you can see her in numerous scenes where it's just, oh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, there's like, that, and then there's like Indy's friend who double crosses them. Like I just don't like that character. I don't like that idea that much. I mean, I guess you have Donovan, but for the most part, our characters are very distinctly white hats and black hats in the Indiana Jones films previously, and to have someone just keep on flopping sides, I really disliked. So. I mean, also, Indian is Indiana's dad, like both vying for the affections of a Nazi. Like, yeah, it, it well, that's you know, that's Last Crusade. That always, yeah, no, that's looks that's Still, I mean, Elsa's yeah. a good character. So, Elsa is, is a good is character, like, but like, no, I mean, because yeah. yeah, they have they have Marion and then they have Willie Scott, which is like the anti Marion and she's awful, and then they <laughs> did a femme fatale. So, you know, like I, they did kind of like three different female archetypes for their love interests in the original trilogy. And then they kind of didn't know what to do with female characters in the franchise in four. Uh, I yeah. don't know about five, but I have a feeling it's a similar problem. So, well, I, I have a feeling that um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge probably has a little more agency than any of their other female leads have had. So hopefully it's a good surprise I mean, when I finally see it. I don't know. I mean, I think Marion has some agency, though it there are some problematic aspects to her character. Uh, um, some? And Elsa, and, some? Yeah. Are we just going to, like, skip over the skip fact over. that Indiana Jones raped a teenager and, yeah. you know, she fell in yeah. love with him because of that? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Are that's, we just going to skip? That's, that's are we just going to ignore that we're not talking about Indiana Jones as much as I'd rather talk about Indiana Jones and Deep Blue Sea? Because yeah, I would rather talk about... about... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I know that Emily would rather talk about anything other than Deep Blue Sea, so I think she's happy to let this go. But yeah, I mean, I'll just end it by saying that, like, you know, I mean, I only realized recently that Elsa intentionally picks the wrong grail for Donovan. So, I mean, like, that's an interesting take on the character, which I think you can read it both ways, but, like, still, like, she is making a conscious choice about both keeping the grail diary and potentially killing donovan so i mean like you know she has agency in that but yeah no i, I anyway. would agree with you on that and like you know it, it may be more you know there are a number of people who were nazis who were part of conscription instead of actually believing in the cause yeah but still yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's like going back to Raiders. It's why Belloc is such a great villain, because it's just like to have a French Nazi sympathizer is a very interesting character. So, yeah. Uh, but um, hey, let's get into this movie. Yep. <laughs> to the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, before we started recording, uh, I think that we realized that uh, Rennie Harlan, the director of Deep Blue Sea, is now our most watched director on this show because he also did Die Hard 2. I'm At not sure if we have, more... I, like, I think it, that those was, that are... was kind of fun, though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. definitely prefer this movie to Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2 is really bad. <laughs> it's really boring. <laughs> oh, I mean, I... like. Think 75 percent of really it's really boring, boring. <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> in a remote underwater facility doctors susan McAllister and jim whitlock i uh, forget who McAllister is because even though she's been in like a bunch of stuff because she's also been on agents of shield because she was victoria yep. hand for like an arc uh, yep. jim whitlock is played by stellan skarsgård yeah it's saffron uh, burroughs plays susan McAllister. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are conducting research on mako sharks to help in the reactivation of dormant human brain cells, like those found in Alzheimer's patients. After one of the sharks escapes a facility and attempts to attack a boat full of young adults, financial backers send corporate executive Russell Franklin, Sam Jackson, to investigate the facility. Uh, totally skipping over the uncredited and no fucking lines. Like, why is Ronnie Cox in that scene at all? Like, why? Why Why does he have to be there unless, like, a contract was already signed and it's, like, pay for play? I think Rennie Harlan's just a big RoboCop fan. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame him on that. <laughs> I think that's very likely true. I don't know if that's why he's there, but I'm sure Ray Harlan loves the look You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that headcanon. <laughs> uh, Susan and Jim prove their research is working by 
testing a certain protein complex that was removed from the brain tissue of their largest shark, which bites off Jim's right arm upon awakening in the laboratory. Hey, importantly, it prevents him from smoking because smoking is bad and smoking kills. And that's an important <laughs> subplot of this movie. <laughs> you know, I hadn't realized it, but yeah, this movie is like anti-smoking and anti-drinking. And yep. Yeah, sure and is. Pro Jesus. Like, 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 you know, we know that we know very much that, you know, for a long time, horror films had that, like, you know, chastity is really important, like vibe. And this this kind of is like, no, not sex is bad, but drugs is bad. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always think of uh, Jason X with the it's a simulation of Camp Crystal Lake circa 1980. Do you want to smoke some pot? Do you want to drink some beers? Do you want to have some premarital sex? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Brenda Kearns, the tower's operator, calls a helicopter that braves heavy rain and strong winds to evacuate Jim. As Jim is being lifted, the cable jams, dropping Jim and his stretcher into the shark pen. I also love how they like sort of try and say that, you know, the sharks planned it all to try and escape. And it's like, re really? The, the sharks planned a jammed winch? Yeah. Know. No, it, yeah, it's so, it, it falls apart immediately upon even well, scratching I, the surface a tiny bit. I'm just maybe just like it's... utilizing the opportunity, I guess, maybe, but like still. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, I would have thought that the sharks would have wanted to take advantage of the swells to potentially get over the fence. I mean, like, they make a big deal about, like, the fence needs to be taller and then, you know, spoilers, I guess. But when it gets to the ending, it's just sort of like, so their plan is to have the fence sink. It wasn't to get, like, low enough that they can jump over. It's like, get it to sink so that the less durable part's on top and we can break through. Um, so it's like, I feel like there were... You know, better plans the sharks could have had, but like plus, if you you're know. already spending all of that money on all the other titanium fencing, why isn't the entirety of the fencing just fucking titanium, man? Well, I mean, I think the big question is with what they're doing with the sharks. Why is this an ocean? Why is this research lab out at sea and not in some sort of like facility, like where they have way more control and are are like victim to the weather potentially yep. like yeah. having open air tanks seems like a really bad idea but... it is a really bad idea <laughs> surprise surprise like this is this is considerably uh, like, like aquariums exist so there's a reason that fucking like oil rigs and shit are really tall like yeah because you know you don't want like situations like this to happen like no one would build this shit except for like stupid billionaires who want like a fan like they want to they want to play pretend in what their own little water world <laughs> yeah well, well i, I mean, mean i think that another good question is you know after the horror show that rennie harlan had making cutthroat island why did he make want to make another movie in the water but he learned his mistakes he didn't actually film in the real sea he just uh you know used the sets that were built for titanic yeah well i mean it's interesting because that he's is, a fish yeah, fucker it, it well. is it is sets like the sets were stolen from titanic because i mean like to a large extent it feels like they were more like cannibalized from Waterworld and the abyss but you know whatever <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah whatever a little bit of a little bit from here a little bit from there yeah. it'll, it'll all be fine you know it's just because just so audiences have the visual literacy of like, this is a totally reasonable thing because other films have used things that look like this. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, this this facility really, really doesn't make any sense. But no, fine. not at all. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, come on, we grew up watching C-Lab. Or yeah. at least, you know, 2021. Well, but that's the thing is, is like, there's an implication that this is like facilities on like the ocean floor. And then there's like lines detailing that it's not. But ultimately, those don't really matter. Like, it's this, this facility doesn't make any sense. But no, like... and, and going back to the shark's escape plan, like, why would like, okay, what I understand vengeance and stuff, but like if you're if you're mainly just trying to escape, why would you risk like you know getting injured, captured, like stuck, whatever, 
by going in and killing a bunch of people instead of just trying to get over the fucking fence or get out of the fucking well fence. because they've they because you saw at the beginning they escaped and then the guys came after them so they have to prevent them from chasing them and then they can escape so they do have to kill the humans so but oh, i mean really uh, they just have to kill Hawk carter fun fact the uh license plate that comes out of the shark's mouth in the beginning of the movie is the same license plate or a recreation of the license plate from jaws that comes out of the uh you know, killed tiger shark. I think it was in that. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Well, but I mean, also, not also, I like, I like that the, that, yeah, the, the animatronic shark in jaws is 20 feet, 25 feet long. So they made a point <laughs> of the animatronic shark. And this is got to be 26 feet long. Feet long. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they make reference to the fact that the shark is 45 feet long. Yeah. In the, in the film, like the animatronic that they have is only 26 feet long. It's still a huge shark. It looks awesome. So yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's definitely one of the places where this movie succeeds. But yeah, it's like the Triceratops <laughs> in Jurassic Park. It's great. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, but jams, drops, uh, stretcher into the shark pen. The largest shark grabs the stretcher and pulls the helicopter into the tower, killing Brenda and the pilots, as well as causing massive explosions that severely damage the facility. In the laboratory, yep. Susan Franklin and Wrangler Carter Blake, uh, Tom Jane, like my, my third favorite TJ, because even though I hate myself, I'm still my favorite TJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, marine biologist Janice Higgins and engineer Tom Scoggins. Uh, I don't know why I hate that name so much, but I just I hate that name. But played by Michael Rapaport. Why yeah. he's in this, I don't know. I don't know. He, he, he does seem he <laughs> does seem somewhat miscast. Like I feel like the character is supposed to come off as more intelligent than he does. So, but when yeah, intelligent, probably. he does not come across as no, <laughs> not at all. But you know what? They paid him money. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if somebody wanted to pay me money, I I, I do most things most things mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. um witness the shark smash smash the stretcher against the laboratory's main window which then shatters drowning jim and flooding the facility who the fuck was jim jim is is uh stellan skarsgård oh yeah I mean, he, he yeah. was already pretty he was already dead. I mean, you can see that oh, he's yeah. still alive. He's still, at yeah, that point, he's, he's, so they do still have him as alive when he's going in, but like, yeah. dead man swimming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the group goes to the facility's wet entry, where the plan is to take the submersible to escape. Susan confesses to the others that she and Jim genetically engineered the sharks to increase their brain size as they were not large enough to harvest sufficient amounts of the protein complex. This broke protocol, uh, oh, it was something dumb. Like, it, it, I'm not sure if it's actually real, but like the Harvard convention. Yeah. Uh, against was, like genetic uh, engineering. Yeah. 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 They, they, I should have looked know. that up to see if it was it, real. And I, I've never heard of it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No, I feel uh, like they made it up for this, but like, you know, I mean, I'm pretty it sure establishes. They it, just, it establishes them as extremely unethical scientists. It was also really interesting to watch. Oh, this yeah. In, How in they the ever got this the, of the Ocean's Gate disaster. So I, like, I, I'm, I'm more guessing people playing fast and loose with uh, safety precautions. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm guessing that like the that Harvard convention or whatever is supposed to be like a stand in for like uh, it's a like like the Geneva it's Convention, like, but for genetics. Well, yeah. it's like it's like a, a institutional biosafety committee. So, like any time a, a company or like a like a college or something ha wants to do a study that involves you know stuff that might impact the public, like they have to clear it through a board that includes like other scientists uh, re and residents from like the the community. And it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, guess what definitely would not pass in IBC is this shit. Yeah, let's make super sharks. No. That seems like a really <laughs> yeah. good idea. At the yeah. same time, we've made like, you know, super chickens and super cows. So, you know. Like... Yeah, but those aren't 
fucking predators, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> that worried funny. about getting killed by a chicken. Really? Honestly? And, like, uh, I mean, cows... I don't know. You've gotten you, up close with roosters before, and, like, they're I mean, assholes. chickens were specifically bred for fighting, so let's be real here, so... I'm just saying, I don't, I don't. We have a longer think... history of cockfighting than we do of uh, of eating chickens for meat. I still don't so... think that chickens I didn't are realize likely that. to. That's yep. horrible and hilarious. That is yep. horrible and hilarious. But I also don't think that uh, I'm going to get killed by a chicken. A cow definitely could kill me. But why would a cow want to? Yeah. I mean, if there was a smart cow. I could just be its friend. Yeah, well, then, I mean, that's the whole. We could, we could make a buddy cop movie. <laughs> well, well, what, what, well, what's the, what's the movie with the, with the super pigs? Um... Oh, super pigs. Yeah, the, the. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know something bad that I can't remember. Yeah, well, no, it's a great probably. Movie, but, oh, like... is it? Yeah, no, 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 it's it's by the same guy who did Parasite, but um, right, like. Oh, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you're thinking of Okja. Okay. Okja. That was why. I was oh, yeah. I didn't. I definitely yeah. haven't seen that. Yeah. Like you had to mention Parasite, and then it yeah. clicked. Yeah, yeah. But hey, this broke protocol and made the sharks smarter and more deadly. In the facility's kitchen, which has been partially flooded, Cook Sherman, preacher Dudley, like if my name was Sherman Dudley, yeah, I would. I would find a fucking nickname. Sherm. <laughs> um, <Sherm>. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Dud. <laughs> sure, Dud. <laughs> uh, whose parent is eaten by a shark manages to kill the big fish by setting off an explosion with his lighter. Um, oh, man. I fucking love that scene. It's yeah. Great. Well, like, so Wait, if memory serves me right, the way that they kill the three sharks is uh the same way that the sharks die in the first three jaws movies oh really awesome yeah. oh, so the first that... one is you know exploded yeah that, that's um, pretty cool i guess also so the, the, the parrot's voiced by frank welker in case nobody looked that up i did oh see i that. did yeah. not it's look great. that up that's hilarious yeah. yep thank you frank welker Yep. Yeah. Which also means that he probably did all the squawking for the bird too, not just like the bird yes. speaking. Mm-hmm. Likely. Because yeah. Frank Welker. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> no, they had like, two Frank different Frank Welker's parrots. one of those voice actors of like, so do you want like nine geese or twelve geese? Because I can do both. Yeah. Yeah, no, they had two different parrots. They had one that was good at perching <laughs> and they had one that was good at flying. So... <laughs> because it saved them a lot of money not having to have a professionally trained parrot who could do uh, I mean, at these, at this point, like, now they just, like, CGI the parrot. So, like... Oh, but... it looks so much better with the practical parrot, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so. honestly, again... I'm going to I'm going to keep on harping on the good stuff about this movie but like there is you know some quality stuff in terms of animatronics like again I would hate to be in this movie because yeah. you, you know being submerged for hours at a time oh just no the, the, terrible yeah watching the scenes of like LL Cool J like wandering wandering around like waist deep and deep in water shivering I was just like I wonder how warm that water actually was and just like that just looks so miserable <laughs> so <laughs> although you know given that he's got the only motherfucker in the movie it makes me think that well, that was the thing that the part was largely written. He's like for, supposed uh, to be this like pious religious man, and he's just dropping these f bombs. I'm like, hmm, yeah, really. <laughs> so, oh, also but, the lighter toss is reminiscent of Die Hard too. Well, I mean, when you can shoot lighter tosses in Die Hard two that well, why wouldn't you use that again? Yeah, <laughs> it makes me uh, feel like I should watch Cliffhanger at some point and see if there's a lighter toss in that. Yeah, I kind of wish that they'd established, like, I don't think that he's shown smoking at any point. So I kind of wish it was established why he'd have the lighter. But, you know, that's just a minor thing. I mean, it does like if the if he's using a gas stove and the and the gas is kind of fucked up, then like it would make sense for him to have a lighter. So, you know, that's something they could have established earlier. Yeah. Um, When the group reaches the wet entry, they discover the submersible has been damaged. While delivering a monologue emphasizing the need for group unity, Franklin is dragged... No, no. I I need to throw something into this. 
while having a monologue talking about how he murdered and cannibalized a couple <laughs> people while stuck on a mountain in the Alps. Because <laughs> that line's fucking missing from it. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, this death is so good. And I'm so happy it's on, like, the top of, like, like many lists of, like, greatest deaths because it's so good. Oh, it is. It is. Like, come oh, on, yeah. it was so good it that really Kevin is. Smith ripped it off for uh, fucking Clerks the Cartoon at one point. Yeah. Um, Franklin is dragged into the submersible pool by a shark and devoured. <laughs> the remaining crew opt to climb up the elevator shaft as the as ad oh that's fucking me up as the risk of at the risk of destabilizing the pool. Okay, there we go. As they climb, explosive tremors cause the ladder to break, and Janice loses her grips and falls into the water. Despite Carter's attempt to save her, a shark drags Janice under and eats her. The rest of the group moves on, encountering Preacher. Carter and Scoggins go to the flooded laboratory to activate a control panel that drains a stairway to the surface, while Susan heads to her room to collect her research material. Because, uh, yeah, you know, your illegal research is... You're, you're essentially just collecting evidence on yourself at this point. Like, it's so dumb. Well, I mean, in, this is really where it establishes just how awful a person she is and how unlikable she is and why she needs to die. Like, Susan is just so unlikable this entire movie. And yeah, it's just so, really it's so bizarre that they, like, I, that, like, I, it seems like until test audiences watched a month before release, they didn't realize how unlikable her character is. Which is <laughs> just it's like, fucking wild. Like, yeah, did, did you not so make awful. this movie? Yeah, like, it's just like... They're like, but like, she's hot. And it's yeah, like, it's, yeah, not everybody is, uh, you know, like, all right, well, as long as she's hot, she can be as shitty as she wants to be. And it's like, no, not everyone no. thinks like that. And <laughs> no, also... I, I, can can I just say, if you haven't done so yet, uh, go look up a picture of her at some point on like I her IMDb listing headshot is fine. Um, she's one of those people who like, as she got older, got one of those facelifts that make their lip their mouth like twice oh, as yeah, wide. She did yeah Ooh. yeah it's super creepy. Like she was she was pretty and I bet she aged fine, but she's like. Yeah, no, I had... must be smooth, and it's like clown. Yeah, no, she looks fucked up. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. Um, da da da. Research facelifts. Just say no, folks. Yeah, just say no, folks. I mean, well, just unless you have Tom Cruise's plastic surgeon, somehow he's gotten like, I, he's gotten like the best plastic surgeon ever. It's incredible. I'm not like sure he's... he's human though, so that's fair. I mean, I just always think back to uh, bringing it back to Indiana Jones, but uh, Harrison Ford and Hollywood Homicide, where he clearly got like a really bad facelift. Like he looks fine now, but like specifically in Hollywood Homicide, it, it he looks alien. I but haven't hey. seen that, but I oh, don't I waste your time. To. I mean, I want to. Okay, I just want to see the face. Yeah, yeah at no, least I look for like uh, the the one sheet for it or something. Yeah. Um. Carter and Scoggins reach the control panel, but the largest shark storms in, ripping Scoggins apart and wrecking the controls. In her room, Susan encounters another shark and electrocutes it with a power cable, destroying her research in the process. Hey, hey, let's let's not forget she takes off her wetsuit for no apparent reason before doing so. I I think the movie's trying to say that like she's protecting herself from the electric shock, and it's like, yeah, a wet wetsuit on a wet wooden table is going to protect you from that much voltage like right near you. Fuck yeah. no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> by the way, like everything is conductive. It's just a matter of how conductive. That much electricity is going to go up that wooden table and that fucking wetsuit just fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. She dead. Oh. She like she like crispy. That's yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. No. 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 That, like the whole situation. Like I mean, basically, it was just sort of like I. I would think that maybe there's enough water there to like really it's just because the the cable is right up against the shark that's the only reason it dies because like if it electrocutes the water she's just killing everyone in the facility if it's like that powerful mm -hmm. so well I don't think it would travel quite that far but like I mean with it like she's close enough to it that yeah I'm yeah. not buying that not touching her like yeah I'm not other people farther enough away yeah and then you know I mean I just like I it makes 
no sense that she takes off her wetsuit. Um, protocol, I'm pretty sure, is that you're not supposed to be wearing anything underneath wetsuits to begin with. Um, like, yeah, usually a lot you're wrong not. with that scene. Yeah. So, yeah, there's I mean, so like it's been a long time since I've been in a wetsuit, but uh, you know, the last time I was there, there wasn't anything on underneath there because uh, there's not really much space. <laughs> well, it's also that it's just going to get wet, like, and just going to give you, like, just make it cumbersome to move in like yeah. the whole point of the web suit is that you can move in water easily and cotton doesn't do that well so why is she wearing cotton underwear underneath the wetsuit so because even whatever. though this movie is for some reason rated r like i i do not understand why this movie is rated r outside of like, uh, the violence a couple of yeah. like, like uh, but like the violence isn't even that intense in this there's a know. lot Maybe of I'm just gore. like jaded you are jaded. I mean, you're not going to have have a torso ripped in half and a twitching foot like I no, but like the gore is so twitching foot. Yeah. Like... The gore is ridiculous and so over the top and comical. How could anyone take it seriously? But it's there. Um and it also and, like doesn't yeah. even look good most of the time, I think. Uh, it's it's a product of the time. I I still don't think this looks good for the time. Eh. Or- all right. After regrouping, <laughs> Carter, Susan, and the preacher go to a decompression chamber and swim to the surface using their oxygen tanks to bait the last shark as it attacks. Oh, also, uh, Jaws 2, electrocution. Um, uh, upon reaching the surface, preacher is grabbed by the shark, suffering injuries to his leg, but he is released when he stabs the shark in the eye with his crucifix. Yay, Jesus! Uh, Carter realizes that the sharks have been using them to flood the facility so they can ram their way through the fences at at the surface. To keep the sharks from escaping to the open sea, Susan deliberately cuts her hand and dives into the water. <laughs> Although How she manages... noble. <laughs> We're almost done with this. And then yeah. we'll get into like why she died the way she did. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, well that is the short answer (laughs) (laughs) she's an awful awful character and you hate her every time she's on screen and you're like please cut to a different character because we hate her (laughs) yes although she manages to distract the shark with her blood she is unable to get out of the water and is devoured despite carter's efforts to save her while Carter is holding the shark's dorsal fin, Preacher shoots the shark with a harpoon, but also pierces Carter's thigh. Carter orders Preacher to connect the trailing wire to a battery, sending an electric current to an explosive charge in the harpoon, killing the shark. Carter manages to free himself. Uh, Jaws 3. Explosion again. Explosion again, but through complicated battery means? Well, yeah, through, like, dynamite, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um... Carter manages to free himself just in time after the shark manages to breach through the fence right before it gets blown. Uh, He resurfaces and swims to shore, reuniting with Preacher. Moments later, they see a boat approaching the sinking facility. The end. Uh, Are you sure there's only three sharks? Yeah, I'm sure. Even though it was already established that there's a fourth fucking shark early in the movie. No, they eat that shark. Oh, they, they feed do. That, they oh, feed yeah, that shark that's to the right. They do sharks. end up eating that shark. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's that's so you can have, uh, you know, I mean, that's the thing. The pacing of the action scenes in this, I think, are pretty good in terms of like constantly finding an, an action beat Um, because, quite frankly, this is some of the worst dialogue I've ever listened to. So characters yep. talking is always really, really painful. And yep. it's like, please get back to um, uh, uh, the sharks because the sharks killing people are way more interesting. It's um, at least passable kind of oh dan did you find anything on what the original ending of this movie was because there I'm were just, reshoots that, that i know uh, there's I, know. I know that she lives but i don't uh, uh, but like that's about it like i because i've been trying to wonder like did they kill off ll cool j's character or i don't think they did but like i can you know who shoots the shark and all that stuff because i know that like she does get she's for some reason is in the shark infested water but she swims out and lives um but i don't really know much beyond that um but like yeah i mean and i I would imagine that like really it's just sort of like like the 
the shot of her like climbing up and the thing falling out like was there but then they had her get up by other means and still managed to shoot the shark but like I, I'm curious if that exists on a DVD or something um, because like like it is just so bizarre to me like I mean I guess that like at the at one hand they did see like she's supposed to be a romantic interest for Thomas Jane and the ending features them making out um because which like, that again is, is weird because in the film like but, some like, of the stuff that I read about it is she's supposed to be in a relationship with Stellan Skarsgård but and no, she's, she's supposed to be clearly pregnant. not in it like that might have been a really early draft of the film but that's clearly not in this version because still in scars and the other woman are portrayed as being in a relationship so oh like, so maybe have... she was supposed to be pregnant then and they didn't want to have her as pregnant because that and dying like, yeah that yeah. would have <laughs> that would piss people off yeah uh that that definitely would not have audiences would not have gone for that um but like yeah i mean like there's a lot of like like ooh, there's so much tension between you two in this that like isn't really paid off because she dies but at the same time it's just like she's constantly an unethical like scientist and i guess the whole notion of her destroying her own research to protect herself was supposed to be like a redeeming moment but it doesn't land so (laughs) ultimately you know yeah no sure doesn't land i mean honestly like i wonder like i really hope I'm sure it's not, but I really hope the story is they change the ending to her dying because, like, they showed the original ending to test audiences and they booed. I mean, that's. I mean, I don't know if they actually booed, booed, but yeah, that is why they. I would. Yeah. That is Um, why they filmed a new ending because test audiences were so pissed off that she survived and it was yeah, just like sucks. no she sucks <laughs> yeah. no i mean because that's the thing it's like like she is um yeah she's potentially the least likable human character in this entire film and it's not like yep. other people are saints but like i mean know, if Stellan skarsgård stuck around longer we'd probably give probably given more of a chance to dislike him dislike more, him but yeah yeah you know instead all the blame falls on her because he dies fairly early in the movie no i mean in you know and sam jackson has that like hubris of like look how good a per like look how good a humanitarian 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 Humanitarian. i am and yeah humanitarian i am and like i mean he's just (laughs) i also ate people by the way (laughs) yeah yeah no i mean like he feels very much like bill gates i mean he reminds me like like he's similar to the the lawyer the Gennaro character in jurassic park in which it's just like i'm giving you all this money and i'm really impressed by how how well my money's doing and it's just like fuck you dude Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah so like i get but i mean like ultimately it's just like ll cool j and thomas jane are like the two likable characters and they survive like everyone else it's like unlikable to indifferent is kind of where you end up on yeah Yeah. i mean honestly though I, i am a big fan of the fact that like the black man lives or at least one of the black men live because yeah. usually if you have like any sort of horror action thing, it's, you know, the black guy's the first one to die. Well, I mean, and that's why it's so, well, he also kills two of the sharks, which is fucking awesome. Um, yeah, but like, I, I do that... find it funny that neither of our hero characters kill any of the sharks. <laughs> Instead, it's like the most hated person in the movie and the cook. <laughs> yeah, no, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's also that like, I think that also adds the, the that expectation adds tension to the scene when he's in the kitchen fighting the shark because you're like, well, the, the, this character just exists. So he dies here, you know, basically. <laughs> it's like they needed an action beat and they're just gonna kill him off here oh well and you know that's not how that action scene goes so it's been nice seeing you ll cool j yeah especially because it's ll cool j and and you know it's just like he's not a real actor he's just (laughs) here to have a death scene yeah i mean he's he's kind of a that he in some ways he's a better actor than he was a rapper at this point at this point yeah but at this because you know my god did anyone listen what, to did you not did you not like the uh closing Divas rap Lewis? song Divas the, the, Lewis the, is the amazing that is custom closing rap song like i always <laughs> love a movie that has a custom closing rap song i hate you both <laughs> <laughs> uh, dan and i were talking about this before you came on to an m of just like why, why wasn't this a not... bigger song? Yeah, why wasn't this like Wild Wild West was everywhere and that movie I know. bombed. Like this movie yeah. was financially 
okay. I, I don't know if it was a huge hit, but I know uh, it, it made like six, it made like 161 million on, on let's call million? it so, let's yeah, call it 82. It well, let's call it 82 if we factor in like reshoots and uh, advertising. No, I mean the budget is listed as 60 million. It made 164. So usually you double that to account for uh, marketing. So it turned a profit. Like this was as a modest hit, not like like you know, not like a mega hit, but this this was good. Whereas you know, Wild Wild West is a colossal failure, and that song was everywhere. So that song was fucking everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate that we'll have to do that at some point. We, I mean, who but... doesn't love a giant mechanical spider? I love whoever the 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 head of like like Warner Brothers Studios or wherever. It was, no, like, it insist- wasn't even the head of Warner Brothers Studios. It was somebody who started off as Barbara Streisand's hairdresser and worked his way up in the industry as no, producer. There, yeah, there was some producer who was insistent that like like a giant spider as like the final villain of like the like the final climactic action scene of an action movie needs to happen so he tried to force it to happen in superman before that fell through and then ultimately Uh, specifically superman lives yeah and then i think there were some other movies before it finally happened in wild wild west but they were like adamant that like a giant spider needs to be the final action sequence in like an action movie for like five years before finally getting their way and being proven wrong <laughs> so why <laughs> but also, yeah i mean you guys realize we're allowed to watch good movies right i mean this wasn't I mean, this, as long this, as, as i'm not doing the programming go. we're not <laughs> <laughs> TJ? But yeah, I mean, this is one of like, yeah, this I is one of, you of LL Cool J's earliest <laughs> acting in roles, and you know, I mean, like reviews were really good for him, and he's one of the more memorable parts of the movie. And I think he does a really good job with the role. Like, you know, kudos to him for taking this pretty shitty role and and making it like one of the more memorable characters, and certainly the character that you probably root for the most. Um, oh, most you know, definitely Thomas the Jane one you root for the most. Thomas Jane does a pretty good job but he's given a really easy character because it's just like oh my god it's so off the nose of how often people are like like you know you were in prison right you're a criminal oh it's like yeah i'm trying to get my life back together like like you know i mean it's like it reminds me so much of his character on uh uh, fucking arrested development like that whole like, like i'm tom wait, jane the, i'm tom i'm thomas jade i'm studying just, to play a role of a guy trying to get my kids back trying to get my kids back like again it's just like yeah that's that's what this character is that and i'm glad you have a sense of humor about it later on in your career <laughs> but, yeah. So. oh yeah <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, the dialogue is really painful. And every time that everyone gives a speech, everyone has dialogue, you get kind of pissed off at them. Um, but like, that's part of the reason why Samuel L. Jackson's death is so awesome, because it's just like, ugh, more painful dialogue. And then it's just end- cut short by a shark. <laughs> and you're like, thank you. <laughs> but, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm just pu- trying to pull up the uh, IMDb trivia of this to see if there's anything fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was it, reading it was all Stephen the King's stuff. first movie that he saw after his near fatal encounter with a van. He stated, Oof. my first trip after being smacked by a van and almost killed was to the movies. I went in my wheelchair and loved every minute of it. Oh, uh, well, good for him. <laughs> good for uh, him. It's not, not what I would have chosen, but yeah. like, sure, why not? Um, I mean, Sam Jackson happily signed on to the film after working with Rennie Harlan on The Long Kiss Goodnight, which honestly, like, that is another movie that we'll probably do for uh, for for this year's holiday, holiday or holiday. Oh, God. Oh, fuck you. Long Kiss Goodnight is a solid action flick. Okay. Have you seen it before? No, but oh. I'm sure it's dated. I, 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 oh, I'm, I'm sure it's more, dated. I'm more, I'm more annoyed by the holiday or holiday uh, subcategory that I am about the film that we'll be watching for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I was just reading some of the Wikipedia stuff and they were talking about just, uh, you know, wanting to make something that was a shark film that wasn't Jaws. So... And I, setting it in corridors instead of open water was their uh, was their solution. So, 
which like I don't hate a lot of that. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it doesn't really work. It like logistically, well, the... given how large they're supposed to be, they're not going to be fitting through a lot of those passages. But yeah, uh... yeah well, I mean, it, it, how you would actually build a facility like that, they would not. Fit, but I mean, like that's the thing. It's like this set makes no sense if you were yeah. actually doing it. As, if you were, if like you wouldn't build this, you wouldn't build this this way. You wouldn't like all of that. Like I, you know, oh, like the the pressurized docks and all that stuff is like bizarre stupid. and stupid um like i love how they have like we need to get to the submersible that they never established they never set up and that it's like a thing that exists and then they get there and it's like and now we can't use it and it's just like that was odd at the same time like i do like like when you are when your setting is such a key component of a film um i like like when it's set up well like i think the best is like panic room did a really good job of like establishing their set of like what is the geography of this house um and like it's important um and like this kind of cheats with the like fire escape plans but like like you do kind of know the geography enough to understand what they're doing um whereas like i'm trying to think like, i know there's a film that i saw recently that was an action film that like relied heavily on like knowing the geography of what's going on and it's like but you didn't establish what this i think it was skyscraper like skyscraper just didn't establish their geography at all and it's just like die hard establishes the geography and it's why that film works skyscraper doesn't and it fails but you know yeah that makes sense um so like as stupid as it is i like that they established the geography even though if you stop to think about it it makes no sense yeah, no, it really just doesn't make any sense. But yeah, this film is trying to move fast enough that you don't think about it because, oh um, my God, is the science bad and makes no sense. <laughs> I thought of, I had plenty of time to think about it, Dan. Plenty of time. And I was, uh, I, I think it's partially because I was quite bored at a lot of points in this movie. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like every 10 seconds, there's a shark. It's great. That's not enough. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I feel like the pacing of this um, allows me to overlook how stupid the stu- the pseudoscience is because oh my god, is the pseudoscience stupid? But like you know, that's what yeah, I'm I figured that that was what you movies. hated so much about it, Emily. Is just like how dumb the science was. Like Amelia, like I was watching it last night, and Amelia had to walk away a few times of just like this science is so dumb. <laughs> Yeah, like it it actually <laughs> makes it impossible to like enjoy or care or like uh I don't know. I it was like I was fighting my brain. My brain's like do anything else and I'm like I can't. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't like I don't know. I'm so used to like it's like just the science of Jurassic kind of Park action. is terrible. So it's like it, yeah. The science of Jurassic Park is pretty terrible, but I don't I, like this seems more obviously terrible, I guess in some ways. Um and I again like the dialogue like the dialogue is was, really is bad. really bad in this. It's really like, bad. <laughs> like I didn't love a lot of you know there were some good some action beats that I liked but like not certainly not all of them like the sharks looked kind of stupid to me a lot of the time to be honest um yeah I was just uh, it it didn't sell me and like I didn't give a shit about any of the characters at all so it's like there's no real stakes to this movie for me it's like I guess at that point I'm like yeah, I'm rooting for the sharks to just kill everyone. I don't know. I'm mostly rooting for the sharks to kill people in hilarious ways. I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes the dialogue was so bad, I was actually laughing at it, which was fun. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I think yeah. I think I was pretty much laughing at like Sam Jackson's speech, and then he gets killed by a shark. I'm like, oh man, this this even this heightened how hilarious this is. So, you know, um, and I don't know the sharks. The look of the sharks didn't bother me that much. But like the the oh, effects are certainly the, dated. Oh my god! Like the scene of the person getting bitten in half, like the physics just doesn't work at all. Oh, I mean, <laughs> when so the shark jumps bad. out of the pool and grabs Sam Jackson, like that doesn't that, really like, work either. Yeah, it, I mean, the shark biting off his arm functions. doesn't work. But like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that uh, no, yep, 
All right. Do do we have any more, or do, do you really want to listen to me like continue to bitch, or do you want to just get get me to say my verdict that everyone already knows? Oh yeah. Well, and I'm mostly looking to see if there's anything else worth really mentioning in trivia. Uh, yeah. Sam Jackson and LL Cool J appear in SWAT together in 2003. Um, the seaplane cool. used is the same one that was used in Six Nights and Seven Days, bringing it back to uh, Harrison Ford. Cool. <laughs> um, cool. There were seven different writers on this movie, which is not yep. surprising, <laughs> even yep. though only they... two were credited at the end. <laughs> It's kind of amazing how much how frequently this film was rewritten and the dialogue still sucked the entire time. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so bad. Because like the dialogue is like, did you not take like someone needed to do a dialogue pass on this because it's just like like uh like I you know I mean and that's credit to L L Cool J honestly because I do think that he somehow made a character that works out of his terrible dialogue whereas everyone else is just like say the line and then just kind of look brooding and hopefully that will work and you know i mean thomas james made a career out of that so that kind of worked and i think you know sam jackson also kind of has the same like like you know i can say whatever the fuck i want and as long as i look steely-eyed like people think i'm cool and he pulls that off but you yeah. know other people i mean it's a, a rare occurrence of, of sam yeah. jackson not just yelling his dialogue yeah. so yeah the nice yeah. change of pace <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it's part of the reason why I think that, like, the Michael Rappaport character really doesn't work for me, because I think that he is the one who gets probably the worst of it with his dialogue and trying to make put together a character and just not succeeding. I mean, at the same time, I guess you could say the same about uh, Saffron Burroughs, but she was just like, I don't care that my character's going to be super unlikable. That's how I'm written, right? And people love me because I'm hot. And it's just like, hmm. Didn't work out for you, did it? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, she has gotten a decent career. She has gotten a decent career. Out of out. It's and... just like, really, it's just like she read the character the way it's written, and the character, and like, I, I think that they intended to cast someone who maybe added layers to it that she doesn't add, and therefore she comes off as really unlikable. <laughs> so, yeah. like, she played it very flat, and I think that there are ways that maybe a different actor could have made us root for that character but like she was not up to that task yeah <laughs> no yeah. no i like so. she needed i i guess to be a better actor to yeah to make this I mean, role better yeah because i mean you know i've seen actors pull off despicable characters and you still like them and i think that this character could have been that maybe but definitely her performance is not um i also think that they you know i mean just like i assume she is british um and yes but like i you know giving her a british accent to american audiences is immediately going to make her foreign and cold and distant and like that's working against her too so she but, is yeah. actually british yeah so so I think, you know, maybe giving her a lighter, you know, making her American alone might have made her more likable. But like, it's no. just like her so many of her scenes are like, <laughs> like I, I, I can do this in 48 hours. I need my research. And it's just like, like, ugh, you just come across as like really heartless in those scenes yeah like and mm. just like yeah the, my sharks always killed people but my research is more important and it's just like there's it's really hard to make a character likable who has that who, who's saying that well, like they they definitely tried with some of the dialogue in it you know to Maybe make her a little more Thomas relatable like, well like they yeah. try to make her a little more relatable because like clearly her father suffered from alzheimer's I mean, and it was just like the pain of always they, having to tell him that like his wife is dead really yeah. drove me to break all the rules of ethics to try and make these smart sharks i mean there's a way of telling that, Boom, that better that title she, smart she, sharks she even, she even tells that story in a way that may, that you know there's a way of telling that story more sympathetically i mean in honestly they should have included a scene with her and her father like actually have a see us see it instead of telling us about it might soften her more might make her more likable but like oh it feels very much like the uh phoebe kate's uh, um not not the gremlins but the gremlins 2 story 
is is what her story feels like. There was a man dressed up like uh what is it? Abraham Lincoln wearing a trench coat. Am I the only one who remembers that? I haven't seen either Gremlins movie, so I what? Yeah, yeah. So that's not gonna be a reference that makes any sense. Yeah. And then you also have uh you know, I mean, in really it's just kind of like it it calls back to Team America World Police and some of the cliches in that movie that were that 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 world police was making fun of are definitely things that they play straight in this. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> like but all right, cool. That was exciting. Um technical difficulties on my end mostly just me being a fucking idiot and not having my computer plugged in uh so hey hopefully this goes well (laughs) but uh i don't think we really had much more to talk about this movie other than verdicts so uh should we start off with the obvious one or the slightly less obvious one? (laughs) i think we start with emily let's start with emily i really want to hear emily's verdict (laughs) i is anyone going to be surprised when I say no? But it? I just want—I I want your commentary on why your verdict is your verdict. <laughs> on honestly, I think that like the the dialogue is bad, the science is horrible, and like the action was not enough to make up for it for me. Like there are like beats that I like, there are kind of moments that I like, but overall, like the action didn't do it for me, and like you know the the bad acting surrounding it really dampened it for me anyway and it was just like (sighs) i don't know i was pretty (laughs) bored at a lot of points in this movie honestly like uh yeah not worth it if you really want to see the sam jackson scene just go find a clip of it or watch clerks the cartoon (laughs) (laughs) it's a running gag (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should I go? Yeah, you go, yeah. Dan. Yeah, no, I mean, like, this is a see it. I had a ton of fun. Um, like, I think that, like, like, whereas you have a film like Jaws, in which there's a lot of shark deaths early in the film, and then in the middle of the film, it's just three guys on a boat. Um, like, this just keeps the shark deaths coming. Like, every 10 minutes, a new person's getting picked off. Um, and I just think the pacing is pretty good. The dialogue is awful um and like at sometimes it's so comically bad that i'm just like like laughing at it which you know i should probably be laughing with the film instead of against the film um one of the things that i thought was interesting about this film which is another note i wanted to make it was that this film doesn't really have a true comedic relief character like a ll cool j kind of gets there but not really um and yeah, you know it's I mean, probably the closest like, yeah he's the closest and like ll cool j like he does a really good job with this like i feel like this kind of launched his acting career um and like you know the whole sequence of him fighting oh, i mean 1999 was particular. like a, 1999 was a big year for him as an actor because like yeah. he was in this he was in the lawrence fishburne into deep and he was also in any given sunday oh so yeah. like so, all like, that like yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I, you know, and that's the whole sequence with him in the kitchen, I think, is is really well done. And uh, like a, like I, the way that everything kind of like builds, I think that's a really well designed action scene. And, you know, the most of it is just like I want to see people getting like tearing apart by like, terrible T- CG sharks. And this film has plenty <laughs> of that. And like if that's what you're looking for, which is what this movie's selling itself on. Um, like it has that. So I had fun with this. This was a see it for me. Uh, Dan, I think that you and I have very different, like, fun, bad tastes. Clearly. Uh, I mean, it's I, a Venn diagram. Like, there's some overlap. There's there some, is. yeah. But, I mean, I love Willy's Wonderland. Oh, Willy's Wonderland was painful. That was awful. Yeah. That was but, like, hey, we, that's we, how we, I feel about this. That was like a, uh, that was like a video game. In, like It felt like a video game of like just fighting bosses and that like bonus, lo- p- bonus pinball level in between. And it's just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like there's no characters. Like, I mean, like the characters in this are awful. And like, you know, I mean, like the acting is interesting that like you said the acting's bad. I think the characters are bad. I actually don't think the acting's that terrible. I just think characters are bad um but at the same well, time outside yeah, of like, like, Saffron, cool J, like, like yeah. I, I like she's not that good of an actress like she doesn't really know what to do and like honestly this might come down to a combination of you know script and direction when it comes to mm-hmm. her 
because like clearly they're not telling her like what she needs to be doing yeah they clearly weren't giving her good direction and maybe it is just the actors or some of these actors like maybe ll cool j was really good on his feet of piecing together a character on limited direction whereas as um rapaport and uh uh uh, what is it saffron burroughs both struggled um so but yeah Anyway, uh, Emily's perfect. Emily's gonna hate this, um, but like you know, <laughs> testosterone is a hell of a drug. Uh, yep. But yeah, like I am just this side of see it. Honestly, like, is it a good movie? No. <laughs> um, is it a movie that I'm ever gonna watch again? Probably not. Uh, is it some decent noise and like a decent like throwback to like '80s action styles? Yeah like yeah and I, no i, I, li- I like how that. yeah i also do like the fact that like thomas jane's character is ridiculously cliched like, like <laughs> yeah. he's he's a really over-the-top cliched masculine stereotype and i just love how unapologetic the film is about it in stupid ways of like you know we could make a character who's more complex and i think for you know a lot of modern audiences that's warranted and people expect that a little bit more but it's interesting to see that archetype like not aware of how cliched it would become like you know i mean especially after watching world police in which it was definitely calling out those horrible archetypes like well like that's sort of one of the things that i do like about it is you know it's it reminds me of uh feast in some ways uh the the project greenlight film that killed project greenlight um of just like having you know your stereotypical action man character and i mean one of the two uh, quote-unquote heroes of the film dies and he's not one of them uh but like it's also amusing that like you know he he doesn't get any of the shark kills like yeah yeah, he's just the, well, I mean, in, the other thing is that's interesting is that like his character and it's kind of the similar complaint that I always have about Raiders of the Lost Ark is like everything happens even if India Indy isn't there. Like pretty much in this film, similarly, like he doesn't do anything. He doesn't kill any of the sharks. He's not particularly responsible for their escape plan. He just kind of is there the entire yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, as like, the male I, lead. Yeah, like, like the other, like you know, oh Sam Jackson and, and uh, the the Michael Rappaport character are much more responsible for coming up with the escape plan, and they both kind of like sacrifice themselves in the process. Like, like yeah, his character doesn't do anything; he's just there, being like, "This is what men do," and men are actually useless, but we're not going to point that out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh boy, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the real villain in this movie is women. Yeah. Well, that's that. I mean, that is. I'm the actually kind of like, surprised. Huh? I'm kind of surprised that they didn't like make a line of like, oh, you know, we made all the sharks women because they're more docile or something. I mean, there you there know, is some like full Jurassic I, yeah, Park. I, I, like, I she's so unlikable, and it, it is one of those commentaries of how do you lo- make likable female protagonists, and like, like that whole like there is that double standard. It's just like. Like, it is a weird thing. It's something that you could talk about more. This is film is just like, they seem to go out of their way to make her unlikable. It's not like they were, like, I, I feel like like other films actively try to make characters likable and audiences don't gravitate towards them. Like, this film, like, actively makes her unlikable. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> like, like, so it's a little bit different. Um, but, you know, I mean, like, like, there is that whole debate about, captain marvel that's always very weird because captain marvel is their bet like she her film is the top grossing a solo film um, that isn't black panther or spider-man 3 in the mcu like like she has she that film made more money at the box office than any captain america movie any iron man movie any thor movie um and people continue to pretend like oh no and one i, I like it. i just recently yeah. rewatched it too and like it's a really good, it's good. Film. I like it. I mean, in basically I think, I think you can make an argument that I, I 
have to assume that the merchandising didn't do very well, but in terms of box office receipts, it did well. Um, and the merchandising probably didn't do well more because they didn't know because as they had to, they, they don't know how, how to, to sell to girls. Yeah. They don't know how to sell. They couldn't figure out how to make the merchandising that people would buy for the film. Um, well, they don't know how to sell to girls unless it's a princess. Yeah, well, I mean, that was, you know, the, it's it's crazy. Like, we can get into a whole different discussion about the Disney Princess line and how it's amazing that it exists and and how that came to be of just sort of, like, not realizing that they should do that until the early 2000s. Um, yeah. And well, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a yeah. sequelizer with the Wreck-It Ralph movies at some point so we can get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's like, that's, that's a good, that's a good spot to, to put that it. into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but basically, yeah, Disney bought um, Star Wars and Marvel because uh, their theme parks were getting too associated with girls um, and they were having trouble getting boys to to come to the parks. Oh, wild. I never <laughs> connected that like yep. that was the reason. That's how successful the Princess Line was. Um, Cheesy Pete. So, so like, yeah, right. the Princess Line does really well and other uh, girls toys, they kind of struggle to figure them out. But, you know. Uh, that market exists. They just yeah. haven't tapped into it that well. Yeah. So, but right, yeah, my dinner no, just got plates next to me. So let's wrap the shit up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, it's a uh, two three a two one vote of to actually see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, I, I didn't us. know where I was going to come down on this, but that's where I came down apparently. Um, but yeah, Dan, you you wanna you wanna plug your 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 comic? Yeah, you, know, you can check out my comic at withfetus.com. It actually updated last week um, for the first time in a couple months. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check it out. Uh, I you guys I have it. another podcast. I'm wondering where it's going. <laughs> yeah. You guys uh, have stuff to pitch. Yeah. TJ and I have another podcast. It's called New England Beer Reviews. We suck at doing it regularly, but listen to it anyway. Uh it should be a release week, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Maybe next week. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been New England Beer Reviews. I've been TJ alongside Dan and Emily. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> you did the wrong <laughs> really should, show really should name. get onto threads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you did the wrong show name, but it's fine. Oh, yeah. No, I, we're, we're see it or screw it. There we go. Yeah. Um, but uh, Whatever. yeah. Twitter, Facebook, other stuff. Yeah. Patreon, Letterboxd, S I O S I. That's the initials of our show. You can give us some money and see what I'm watching. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any anybody got a final word? Um. The shark ate the bird. I mean that that <laughs> was probably the bird. most disappointing one, but yeah, uh, the bird doesn't make it. I don't know. That's the other Get thing. these like, motherfucking sharks out of my oh, motherfucking my. sea lab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that works. Yeah. No, the body count in this is awesome. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.